What's up, guys? We are back this week. We're the first week after the triple header, and we've got a special guest. We have the one and only Formula Mockret joining us with us today, and uh, he's here to talk about a lot about his platform and how it's affected by all these drivers and how you can use it. But uh, Chris, Formula Market, how are we doing? Dude, we are doing awesome. Uh, I just want to say, uh, I uh, Formula Market messaged us, and he's been a uh, cool supporter of us, and I'm supporting him as well. Like he, he sent me the link to try out his platform. I really like what he's doing. He's doing the F1 fantasy, but making it more of like a dynasty dynamic, and uh, I think it's super interesting. And it was the first thing I thought of when I heard about fantasy. So excited to have him on. So yeah, how how are you doing? Oh, I, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Love the pod. Gl- glad to be here. Well, sweet, dude. Well, I mean, I guess for starters, let's, I mean, I just want to shine the spotlight on you, really, but let's let's talk about Formula Market. I guess in the best, wor- in the best way of words, how would you describe your platform as it sits right now today? So, yeah, so... You kind of you kind of like did the uh, the elevator pitch already there. Just like a uh, it's it's a fantasy market for drivers, um, and it's you know it mimics the idea of you pick some drivers and then you watch the race and then the outcome of the race affects you know some sort of um, fantasy result. Um, but the spin that you know I'm, I'm I'm trying to put on it is is to think about it like think about it like the stock market. I think about each driver um, and recently we just added um, team assets too. So, you know, you don't just buy, you don't just buy, you can also buy the team. Um, and we, we include the race performances in how the team values increase or decrease. So, um, you know, what goes into that is, is obviously race results. Um, and then also like the, the fastest average pit times will get um, an increase in, in value as well too. Like oh. that's something we've gotten a lot of feedback from uh, different people. They're like, you know, fantasy is fun. When I, pick, when I pick a constructor, I just get the points. But like, th- there's a lot of people who are really technically minded that want to see pit crew uh, performance uh, reflected in the way that something like this is, is, um, is put together, right? Dang, man, um, Ferrari's so, got to be at the bottom of the leaderboard on that one, huh? <laughs> well, luckily, for, luckily for them, I just implemented that. So all of their <laughs> don't matter. Uh, you know, from here on out, they got a clean slate. So Singapore is the first uh, race where we'll be um, incorporating pit crew performance and uh, team performance. Okay. So, um, and so, yeah, so, so the other thing about this is uh, – uh, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about this idea as well of, of dynasty. Um, and um, I played fantasy football forever and big into, you know, fell in love with fantasy football um, like 10 years ago. And I love the idea of the dynasty concept where you're thinking about um, drivers and teams beyond this race, beyond this season multiple years down the line. Um, So like, if you go check out the platform, right, we've got guys like Oscar Piastri on there. We have Colton Herta, we have Liam Lawson, we've got Felipe Drogovic, like, we've got, you know, all these, these, uh, we had, we added Nick DeVries. So Nick DeVries, you could have, you could have bought shares of Nick DeVries 
before he even you know before he even drove in in practice the galaxy um, brains on people for picking him up if that was the case holy hell we, so we did we had a couple guys like throw a bunch of uh uh the 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 currency we use in the platform is called gpt it's it's grand prix tokens oh nice. um and so the, your gpt we had a bunch of guys throw like a lot of gpt on uh on Nick DeVries and that paid off big. You'll, you'll see some, like you can see in the standings, you, you'll, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like moving around recently because of Nick DeVries. Yeah, I gotta say uh, when I was, when I first got on the platform, I was picking out uh, my team or investing in these different players. And uh, uh, Oscar Piastri was one that I definitely knew I wanted to get a couple shares of because I knew he was, he was in this weird situation, definitely looming like a contract being signed. So I knew I wanted to get a couple couple of shares of him. And then just recently, I I picked up some Mercedes because I think they're the best constructor. So I had to get I had to get a little oh, bit of that. Yeah. Uh, I also invest in Joe Guan Yu because I really like the driver. I think he's a good talent, but I gotta say it's not performing very well for me. He's got he me down. Got a little no bit. support from the team, man. He just has no support from the team. Yeah. I really like that. Um, how how the pit stops play an effect into it. Uh, is there any like I don't know if you can feasibly do this, but is there any way to like incorporate team strategy in like like I guess it's pretty obvious when people do it wrong, but it's hard to yeah. account for it when they do it right. It's, well, it's kind of a yeah. I mean, I'd love to. It's it, but it's a little bit of a subjective thing. Like I mean, like obviously you can tell if the strategy was good, then maybe you like. You, you you get a check or if it's bad um i i it's kind of like a subjective uh yeah it seems way like to look into it it seems like most of the weight with, with that criteria would just weigh into if they did bad or not because like you're saying the subjectiveness is about how good they did because they can have a yeah. pretty average mediocre race but their strategy was fine but sure. everybody on the track will know if somebody just absolutely got it wrong. So it's glaringly yeah, obvious. I guess. So it's like, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you finish, if you finish, uh, you know, maybe what I'll do is I'll just put these like block um, race results. So like, if you finish five positions below from b below where you started, maybe your strategy, you know, you you like lose a certain amount of point. Uh, your, your your value decreases. Um, and if you finish five points or, or more, your value increases by a certain amount. But basically what you did is you like your strategy was solid enough to out to, to outperform your, your your starting spot. And that, that could just be a team, a team uh, input versus versus driver results, because obviously drivers, mm -hmm. you can you could put all kinds of. Um, yeah, in there. it's That's almost like. It's almost like the defensive slot in fantasy football. They don't really get super good points for doing for like you know maybe allowing ten points and just kind of being mediocre, but they go like negative points if they allow freaking you know thirty or forty points. So it's like I, I get. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of comparable to that. But I mean, you're right. Yeah. It's that that would be a hard hard thing to track. I, I think so. I think potentially, like uh, people are buying and selling these assets, and I'm sure when once the like more people are on the platform and it starts to take off more, uh, you'll see more trading. And I think yeah. maybe the sentiment, like if you see Ferrari have a horrible weekend where they just absolutely botch the strategy, which 
we know that's pretty likely. You know, pretty uh, other week, every other weekend. <laughs> you know, I think maybe you'll see people sell, and then that'll just you know on its own you know account for that you know disaster sure. or whatever happens. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing. The the trading trading is open. You know, twenty four seven, three sixty five. So obviously, race results impact the the value of a driver or a team. Um, but anyone can trade at any at any time. And when you trade, it's, it's you know has a similar impact to like if you um, you know if, if you put a small amount of your your GPT, you, you buy you buy shares of of a you know, of someone you put a small amount in the, the price will fluctuate depending on how large your investment is. Or if like 10 people put a lot of, you know, money into a certain guy, his, his price is going to ramp up a lot more than someone else. Um, and the other thing obviously is like thinking about it from, from a sense of like, you've got some of these like really, um, strong, um, reliable assets, someone like, like max, right. He, oh, he's yeah. super expensive on the platform. Um, but he's super solid as well too. But the problem is like if right now when he gets, when he gets his points for winning, it, it's a lot, it's a much smaller percentage than um, Nick DeVry's got two points. Right. But someone like someone like tripled their money on, on Nick DeVry's versus you could never triple your money on max because his return from a race will always be a percentage of his total as opposed to triple his, his price. Yeah, of um, course. It's just, I mean, he, he's just so regularly at the top, just like you're saying, that it's like when when those results are almost expected, they just don't have yeah. as big as impact as, like you said, like a Nick DeFreeze getting a P8, P9, went, you know, scoring yeah. first yeah. points on his day yeah. debut like, race. Like, it, it, right. you're totally right. They they just are weighed differently. Hmm. Yeah. But but people could look at that and say, okay, you know, what I I want to dedicate ninety percent of my of my principal to um, Max, um, you know, Lewis, George. George is a great guy because he's 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 a little bit cheaper, but he's pretty consistent as well. Dude, that's Mister Sunday now. Eighty percent, yeah. You put eighty percent into him. It's like 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 George is your think about George like your treasury or like your bonds, right? Like your that he's in that category, and then. You know, Nick DeVries is like he—he's like a penny stock, or he's like a buy uh, Bitcoin you know, with him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's one of those. Uh, but that's that's the way you think of it. And actually, I've been thinking about too, like maybe the teams, maybe uh, maybe we'll kind of work on um, setting up the teams so that you can't really like lose your money because you can lose your money if if a, if one of your drivers DNFs or you like if he, he falls down the the um, leaderboard. But maybe we'll just make teams more solid so that you can like take they'll be more of like the steady put your put your money in a team and just kind of let it grow versus okay then i'm going to take some take some money and throw it onto uh you know someone who's a bit more uh risky but the return could be could be big it's be interesting to see how people play it yeah i i have a question actually um i i you know i i got into the platform and maybe this is on me because i didn't read uh much i just kind of signed up and started buying assets <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> but uh how how do you earn money after you've uh, after the tokens after you've uh, invested on your players? Because I came back uh, this week and I was like, oh, I have some money to spend. And I started right. I bought some Mercedes. How yeah. does that work? Yeah. So the other way, um, the primary way to to earn GPT is on race day. So you know, if you buy, if you buy, um, let's take like like Joe was Joe was five hundred GPT. If you buy if you buy one share of him, it costs you five hundred GPT. Let's say he finishes tenth, he gets one point 
his value will go up 100 GPT. Um, so th there's like each point in the race is worth 100 GPT. So obviously 100 GPT for a guy whose price lower is a lot better, whatever. Um, yeah. We also do like a dividend payment. It's, it's, it's called, uh, you, get, you get daily returns. Um, so we call them DRS, uh, DRs. Um, and every day you get a return on whatever you have invested right now. Um, once we start to see, um, and, I'm, and this is something that I might wait to launch um, next season or um, just as more people come in, um, I'm thinking about uh, adjusting the return um, based on like the, the driver's performance. So like a, a solid guy like Max might give you a higher percent yield daily than a guy like, um, you know, Nick DeVries right now. So you can get a big race result return from Nick DeVries and maybe you get a little bit smaller from Max. But if you, but if you buy into Max, um, you'll get a higher daily return. Um, so, you, so again, just giving, giving users like lots of different options to, um, to invest and think about how they want to, do they want to, you know, go with something solid where you're getting that daily return. Um, but it's a smaller percentage or do you want to go, you know, be a little more risky and kind of, kind of just throw a couple darts out and see if, see if you hit buy a couple lottery tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. dude, the way this is set up, you're exactly right. It's literally the stock market for formula yeah. one drivers. And that's the goal. It's actually the fact that it's that fast paced and that the fact that it's very, it's not just like your regular cut and dry of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to draft these players. These are my players for this weekend. I, I have the whole stock in this. This is my team. Let's see how this does. You can literally buy, you can almost buy a piece of a little bit of everything and play it exactly how you want it. You can be exactly. super volatile. You can be yep. super low risk, you know, low reward. You could be high risk, high reward. Like that, that honestly is genius. I, I, I think that yeah. is a perfect business model for this app. And for, yeah. for this whole like system. Yeah. So that's, that, that, that's the goal is to like basically have um, a, uh, have the platform set up in a way that no matter what your style is or your strategy is um, there's a way for you to, to, to play. Um, you know, you, you can be conservative and maybe longer, longer term, you're going to turn out, you know, with the most um, with the highest team value or you want to be a bit more risky and, and maybe you maybe you'll kind of be in the bottom for a while, but once you hit one of these guys, you jump up the leaderboard. Um, and obviously like all things um, at this point now, still working on, on what this might look like in the future, but um, the, the leaderboard right now, obviously is just kind of bragging rights type thing, but the, the, the roadmap is totally to, to have some sort of like reward um, for, for the, the teams at the top of the, the charts, whether that's like some sort of merch or it's, um, uh, you know, some sort of like race, race tickets or who, like, I, I don't know yet. Tickets, tickets are kind of blowing up in price. So that might be further down the road. Um, or, you know, just, just different stuff like that. And then, um, I'd love to, uh, eventually like, this is super far down the road, but, um, as you like, obviously with it being stock market, I also, um, I've kind of thought about this uh, in terms of, of crypto as well and blockchain. So like um, if you, uh, if you think about your tokens as, as like crypto, you potentially could buy, you could use this, uh, the GPT you earn in this, in this game on this platform. I like down the road, 
the vision, the dream, right, is that this this the, the GPT earn would be tradable on the crypto exchange, Dude, um, you and you could are... use that to buy NFTs. And then we also have some ideas for different NFT things as well that would be available that you could use your GPT to buy uh, to uh, to buy. So right now we're basically just giving away GPT, but um, eventually you'd be able to like transfer your you know GPT into this platform or buy it on the platform and then move it to uh you know to like your crypto wallet or something chris well. this guy's from the future i love Dude, it <laughs> the dude's got us all planned out holy you know, hell that's perfect i'm not gonna lie when you started talking about uh like the formula market and the values of these uh different assets and stuff then i started thinking like all right now a good aspect of you know uh any fantasy sport is betting with your friends how do you make some money out of it and you already have a vision for it. I really like that. And I think like NFTs, you know, there, there could be prizes and stuff like best performer of the season. I don't know. It, it seems like your options are endless, really. I, I really like where that's headed. Yeah, literally, um, you're, every step you're making is funneling into the net to the next thing going like it's it's perfectly leading in the timeline of this whole site and how it could you know your trading drivers then it turns into okay now i'm buying suck now i have my own cryptocurrency yeah now i now i can bet with my friends now i can actually earn real life money with it now i can use that real life money with it then what let let's say you get an nft that gains access to even more content with this site with it like it, you're yeah. funneling everything into itself and it's literally perfect you're wow yeah <laughs> yeah like like again like some of the, the ideas like if you did an nft that was um basically like um shares of a of a race like of each track we could offer you know like some of the legendary tracks maybe monaco we we we, we launch or we mint like 10 nfts that are like monaco nfts and if you if you buy one of those through our platform or whatever, then you know you get access to something at Monaco. Um, and then for like some of the, the cheaper races or whatever, or like different experiences, will we'll offer <laughs> you know, not cheap. Oh yeah, not <laughs> cheap, is, but Vegas yeah. is like yeah. But um, no, but like then you could use that and and you'd get. Like through this platform, those NFTs would be worth, you know, they'd actually be worth something for real. And then if you wanted to, um, obviously, because everything is kind of decentralized in, 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 in that, all of that, you could then trade your NFT that you, that you get through here to someone else on some of the platform as well, if you wanted to. Um, yeah. But obviously, like we would offer everything through the platform. Um, I like that. I, I, I do have two questions for you. Uh, sure. Just two two yeah. last questions about the platform. Uh, you're talking about tracks. That kind of gets me thinking. Uh, is there a potential to have another asset class as investing in a circuit potentially? Because you know we've had talk about what's going to stay on the yep. grid, what's going. Spa might yep. get cut. South Africa might have a track. Monaco that, just got that... announced that yep. it's on the calendar for next year. Yeah, yeah. So so um, totally. One one of the ideas I I have. Um, and you know, you guys can tell me if you think it's cool or not. But um, is that you would also then be able to um, you, you could buy uh, like shares of a track, and and um, if you if you if your uh, like your your uh, drivers that you own shares of would get would they get like a little boost when they raced on your track, um, depending on how much like you owned of the track. 
The other thing that I was um, thinking about is like translating um, attendance and um, stuff like that into mm-hmm. owning owning the shares of, of a track as well. So if you buy, you know, shares yep. of um, whatever Zandvoort Number. had like, they had like half a million people at, at Zandvoort right over the weekend. Yeah, that whole weekend um, they had like 400,000 people. It was crazy. Yeah. So you, you could like, if you owned some some shares of Zandvoort, like that would also give you some sort of return based on on the attendance and total ticket, you know, like just some different things like that. So that would be almost that would almost be like a whole separate um, wing of this, but yeah. it would be part of the platform, right? Um, you could even do like number of overtakes on that circuit because that's going to be an exciting track. It would literally know? it would literally give you a boost of the weekend. Say I own Spa and we're racing in Spa this weekend. I would have like a plus five advantage or a plus whatever advantage yeah. because I own shares in that track. And since we're racing exactly. on that track, I get just that little boost for the weekend. Yeah, no, yeah. that that totally makes sense. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. maybe maybe that's something that's like an exclusive. So like, not everybody can buy, you know, these shares of a track. Only certain users who are at a certain tier, or maybe you've bought, you know, a track. Uh, maybe maybe you're like a track agent NFT. I don't know. Not, I'm literally just making this up as I'm as I'm talking here. But like, <laughs> yeah, you, you have to like be a certain level like t- of. Uh, yeah, you have to hit like a to certain to threshold. Buy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To be able to buy track shares as well. So, mm. yeah. Interesting. No, I, I, I'm definitely a fan of that. And then the last question I have for you is, how does the drivers, the drivers and constructors championships, how do they weigh in at the end of the season? At this point, I don't have any um, implication for like winning. Like, so, so Max won't get any boost for winning the championship. Every uh, like all the drivers just get race points based on uh, your, your your value increases based on um, your race points. Um, so and that that's where like that dynasty idea comes in, right? Where it, this just will roll over into next season. So if you own shares of of uh, Oscar Piastri now and you bought him at 100 GPT, and next next season he's racing and he scores 10 points. Um, your investment now is worth 10 times what it was, you know, on, on race week one, if he scores 10 points, he's going to 10, he's going to 10 X your return um, on shares that you're buying today before he even, before he's even sat in the seat. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do like that. But I, I also think, you know, if you were to do the move, you're buying your Microsoft, you're buying your, you know, Max Verstappen, I'm seeing him as kind of like your, your blue chip stock, right? For sure. Uh, you know, the ultimate goal for these drivers is to win the championship. So I've, I'm thinking, you know, maybe that could be something you could implement is uh, a big, you know, maybe a one time payout or something. Yeah. Totally. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah and like people like, you know, you're going to see a dynasty driver, like, let's say, let's take a Lewis Hamilton, seven time world champion that though, those seven championships, like, maybe could represent some sort of boost or some sort of, okay, you're getting like this sort of pedigree. You're getting this sort of like level status of, all right, they've, they have the track record to prove it. So that could also go into the calculation of return because, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if we're now entering as of last year, the Max Verstappen era, and he goes on, you know, a four five, six run 
like that that's gotta amount for something too that's gotta boost his boost his worth as well yeah certainly and i think uh, also in his platform inherently his value will go up with the race wins but i think yeah getting that extra like uh dividend or however you want to put it for winning yeah. the championship i think that would be right cool. yeah yeah that's the thing like i and one of the things i like try to go back and forth on is like how to initially set the values of, of the drivers um because mm -hmm. like i've come in in the middle of the season you know uh but my thought is like maybe ha maybe relaunching at the beginning of next season or in like the off season and basically launching every driver at the same price and then just letting the market go. Oh yeah. Say, Let the market just determine what, what's going to go. Cause we all know, obviously they're, I mean, Max, Lewis, yeah. George, uh, Leclerc can be up there depending on his team. Like, it could be, right. like, right. It, I mean, the the ones that'll be at the top will be at the top but yeah no if you just open up the floodgates and be like go go market yeah. go crazy that yeah that that actually would be cool to see certainly yeah yeah and that and, and that ideally ideally that's with like a, de a, a good of a good sized um like a lot of users right now well, obviously you wouldn't get as much like interaction and stuff but like kind of making an event where we we basically like ring the bell or you know and launch and then everyone comes in and and just go and then you know within within hours and probably maybe like a week or whatever you'd have the actual values yeah that would do that that actually be insanity chris what were you gonna say uh I was, I was gonna say you know uh i think that 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 does sound like a good idea i'll definitely have my alarm set for that so i can just smash the max verstappen button <laughs> buying all those shares but i think you know inherently maybe some drivers should be worth a little bit more like obviously uh if that was to happen no one's jumping in there buying kevin magnuson right off rip so it would be definitely more of a benefit to the early you know adopters yeah. but i guess esteban midcon or something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I, mean, I think it sounds I think, awesome. I think that's like that would really be the best way to to like kick off the whole thing, right? Just having everyone the same price and then just letting the market evolve. And, and a year from now, then you'd actually potentially have these drivers the same levels that they are today in terms of their prices. Mm -hmm. But it would be it would be organic, so it would be like actually develop like the market would really tell us, hey, these guys are the top drivers. These guys are the guys that you should stay away from. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's super cool. I'm excited to be a part of this uh, testing process, and I'm looking forward to like the, the super launch that you have. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping that uh, more people get to find out about this because I think it's super exciting. Uh, I know you you said you have uh, you've got some other obligations, so I don't want to take your time too long. It was certainly really fun to chat about the platform, and uh, I, I like yeah. the vision as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, honestly, thanks so dude. much for having me on. Yeah, yeah, yes. really appreciate trying to talk about it, and and obviously, you know, appreciate you guys um trying it out, checking it out. Any anyone who wants to try it out right now, it's super helpful to us because we were able to test it. You know, it's kind of like a safe environment, and we're 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 breaking some things sometimes, but then you usually get it fixed pretty quickly, and then it's it every time that happens, the app just gets better and better. So yeah, really absolutely. appreciate it. But no, I mean, dude, it's it's been a pleasure having you on. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone listening. Uh, if you go on Twitter, at Formula underscore Market is where you can find him. Please go click the link in his bio and sign up for his platform of Fantasy F1 and the, mar the market and create an account, start investing and 
you know, help build, it's free. help build this it's platform. Free to do yeah, this. It's free to join. It, it's, it's the best, it's the best way to just get your hands dirty and start, start building your team and, you know, invest in shares in this and start seeing the return. But yeah, just one more time at formula mark at formula underscore market, click the link in his bio and go ahead and sign up for free, man. Like you, you I promise you won't regret it. The platform's awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much guys. Yeah, dude, yeah. no problem, man. It's been awesome, man. All righty, so let's get into uh, some of these uh, the the driver situation. What's going on in uh, in the F one world? We've seen some disappointing news. Uh, Danny Rick is going out here saying that he's accepted he might not have a future in Formula One. Dude, how do you feel about that, Tyler? Brother, uh, I'm I'm not even gonna lie, man. It. it obviously him swallowing his pride is is a big thing and you know he's got the whole track vouching for him saying that you know he he needs to be on the grid racing and you know you got even lewis hamilton when asked that hey could you see danny rick possibly you know coming to mercedes as a reserve driver he instantly answered the question saying, hell no well yeah absolutely not he needs to be racing so it's like it's a very big thing for danny rick to be swallowing his pride and accepting that. But, you know, F1's a cutthroat sport and you kind of have to be realistic about things. And with the headlines I'm seeing, man, the door is closing and it is a little depressing to say out loud. And I'm going to go cry in a corner after this is over. Yeah. Uh, for those of you guys on the formula market, uh, do not invest in the Danny Rick shares. It's going to be highly volatile. And uh, I mean, maybe do. It might pay off for you. You know, are you are you giving financial advice, bro? <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm giving fantasy for, formula market advice. Yes, I'm a fantasy formula market advisor. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, Danny Rick situation. Man, it hurts, dude. I want to see him there next year, especially with Vegas coming up. Like. He deserves one race in Vegas, at least. Bro, he was so stoked. He said it years ago. He was so stoked to see a Vegas race now with it announced. He gets the rug pulled out from under him, dude. It hurts so yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, man. hey, uh, other than rumors, I'm hearing there are rumors that Haas should be getting a major U.S. sponsor. So are we going to see them get uh, actually like a super nice title sponsor, get some good money coming in? Dude, who, I mean, one, you know, like more sponsorship money would only put them way more in the driver's seat, no pun intended. But who who are we talking that it has, has the rumor, like, have they detailed the rumor of who possibly can sponsor it or have they detailed? I, I haven't really looked into that heavily. Yeah, let me, let me pull this up on Twitter. I saw it on there. Uh, this news is broke by uh, Joe Sayward. Uh, and he, he does, uh, he's got a, he's got a podcast also missed apex podcast. Uh, hey, let's but, go. Yeah, no, he, he's, uh, he broke the news on it. Um, it doesn't say who the, uh, the American company might be. So maybe we can speculate a little bit, uh, of what we think, what we like to see, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, uh, the rumor is that they're getting uh, that this company wants to sponsor them for uh, essentially three seasons and possibly longer, depending oh, on how they that's, do. Oh, that's that screams title sponsor all over it, bro. It that, does. That's that's big money right there. That's big money, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, with, with their lineup coming in, I mean, shit, dude. They they're going back and forth with you know. You have Kevin Magnuson saying he wouldn't mind working with Hulkenberg. You've got Mick mm. still being considered. 
like it's uh, with what they're doing, man, Haas really turned in almost overnight within a season, getting rid of Nikita, you know, the Russian sponsorship and really starting anew and finessing all the money as well. Like, I mean, they're, they're only looking up with this, but go, go on. What what, what were you going to speculate with it? Uh, you know, honestly, I, I'm just, I just wanted to think about like what players are in, in the U S that would want to get uh sponsorship in F1. Um, and uh, I don't know, man, like, are we going to see a wonder bread F1 car? There we go. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Ricky like, Bobby. <laughs> Dude, if you that don't would shoot be insane. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that would be awesome, bro. I mean, they have the colors. They have, they have the colors, red, white, and blue, a little bit of yellow. Like that, that would be actually pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to, you have to think that um, uh, if it's a major U.S. sponsor, they're probably involved in IndyCar, maybe involved in NASCAR. Like, hmm, man, I, could I we know. see a McDonald's sponsorship of Haas? <laughs> <laughs> like, or oh, maybe no. they lean in. I know, I know, Under Armour sponsors them a little bit. I know, I know, they have ties with Haas. And okay. they have ties with Mick Schumacher. I, I don't know if they're like, you know, title sponsor caliber, but. Uh, Hear me out on this one. Okay. Air Jordan. Dude. Dude, that would be so Dude. hard. The Jumpman logo on the side of a Haas car. That would be insane. <laughs> they're jumping the constructors, baby. Pete, if they get an Air Jordan sponsor, they're finishing first. Dude, I, I need that livery to, to have Air Jordan dunking inside the halo. Jump in, jump in, jump in. Oh my god. That would be <laughs> insane. That would be awesome. I, obviously, that's just huge speculation, but that would be stupid cool to see. Holy yeah, hell. We're just totally BSing right here. I have no idea who it's going to be, but, you know, that would, that would be a cool one. But, uh, yeah, drivers, you know, Mick, he's got the contract in question. Uh, but one of the, the, I think a reason why his contract's in question is because Alpine. They still haven't picked a driver yet, bro. They, it's a, I almost think it might actually bite them in the ass that they're so hesitant to come in on someone now, because it, you know, it was okay. It's going to be a one for one. Dan, Danny Rick's going to Alpine, and Piastri was going to McLaren. I thought that was just going to be a clear one, one for one. Now, you know, in comes Colton Herta, in comes the Pierre Gasly deal that fell through. You know, in comes. Incomes like you know, like I, I think today I, I saw a weird headline saying Antonio Giovinazzi is now being considered somehow. What it, I, I'm seeing, this, yeah, there's a new guy, Jack Duhan. I think that's how you say his last name. Apparently, he's in the running too. Uh, and then obviously, Pierre Gasly's always been in there, yeah. Mix. And you got Mick that you know, throw his hat in there. And I, the fact that the fact that they seem absolutely clueless on what they got to do might actually come back and bite them in the ass. Yeah, I mean, what would Otmar do? It's uh, not make a good decision or make any decision, I guess. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I, he'll give a suggestion, but he won't give a definitive decision. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this just plays into uh, uh, what we were saying, what you were saying, that Otmar is really not a great leader, so... Uh, yeah, you know, now I'm thinking maybe, maybe formula market, uh, you should add some, uh, uh, you know, construct or not constructors, but, uh, team principles, principles. Yeah. I would invest in some Toto. 
I would invest some Toto, some Christian Horner, maybe some even Gunther, a little bit sure. of Gunther. Oh yeah, I'm getting a lot of Gunther. Oh yeah, maybe even Yost, uh, Mister Mister Jost for uh for Williams. He he's he's within the past two years of him being at the helm of it. He's got a winning attitude, and I think he just given some time and given the right driver lineup, he could really do something there at Williams. I I think one thing you can say also about Williams is. Uh, they did the best at something this year, which is have the fastest car. So that is a major win, I think. You don't want to be just out there lollygagging. Your car is not good anywhere. Like they at least have one area that their car excels in. Yeah, so that no, you're shows, right. Like that shows they're developing and they're making improvements. Well, I mean, with the revolving door at Alpine, with the uncertainty at Haas, and you know, whoever Latifi's still convinced that he's got a shot at that freaking seat, which I, I really think, like, bro, after after Nick came in and you know did his thing, he exceeded far past the expectation of what he should have done that weekend. And uh, and you've seen Latifi come out this week saying, "Oh, our car isn't designed to overtake. Oh, our car is slow in corners. Oh, our car is this. Oh, our car is, bro." You are getting out-qualified every weekend, and you had a freaking just on-the-cuffs driver drop into a seat and smoke you all weekend. What's the yeah. excuse? So it's like with that revolving door going, uh, I mean, let, let's just talk top of the table now. Can Are, are we going to see a Mercedes P2 this year? Um. I think it's definitely in the realm of possibilities. I think after that technical directive came through, um, the Ferrari car is closer to Mercedes than it is to Red Bull at this point, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that I very clearly, I, I think P1 for both constructors and drivers are locked up complete, no pun intended. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's completely locked up for you know max winning championship red bull getting the constructors which would mark the first constructors in a while for red bull so that that's a definite win and especially now that they're going into building their own powertrains that that's the exact momentum you need but uh i mean yeah i think it's definitely a battle for p2 now with ferrari having a little bit of the edge but mercedes really catching them because of their consistency yeah, and they're just developing in the in the best way possible. Like they're they're getting podiums like every week now. Yeah, no, you know? I mean it, it. It's gotten normal. I mean, George went from begging for points last year to yep, just another day in the office, a nice little P three, P two. You know, super excited about it. But I want remember, that win. Remember at the start of the season when it was laughable that we would see a Mercedes on the podium. We're like the only way they're getting there is if everyone, if the the top four DNF. I mean, Chris, now, it was a shitbox. <laughs> yeah, but now it doesn't matter what what the rest of the grid's doing. They have, a, they could definitely get a P three because they can, they can compete now. Oh no, they're they're up there with the higher echelon because, like you said, you're right. The consistency did save them because at the time, something was always going to go wrong with Ferrari and Red Bull. So when something went wrong, because it was a definitely a matter of fact of when. Mercedes was there to pick up the pieces because, like Toto said, he'd he'd rather see the finish line nine times out of ten. And early season, that proved to be that that kept him in the race single handedly. And now, you know, now that they've just skyrocketed with the development, they 
have a whole new body style of zero side pods. They have a whole, you know, the porpoising minimized down. They real, you know, they, they guinea pigged Lewis that worked out. They applied it to both cars. He ganged up to George and it, it, everything about Mercedes. They're firing very literally on all cylinders being both of their drivers are driving out of their minds. Both of them are out qualifying each other. Their equilibrium is perfect. I mean, it, in my opinion, I definitely I don't think it's outside of the realm of we can see a Mercedes P2 by the end of this year at Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I think so too. I think that I would almost bet money that they're going to finish P2. I bought I bought into them on Formula Market and yeah. If there was, you know, if you want to make a bet with me right now, I got 100 bucks on Mercedes P2 finish. I mean, yeah, I I I'm willing to put money on it as well, but I mean, dude, this episode actually has been really cool. I, I like how we started off with the guests. We had Formula Market. I'm I'm glad that you know he he joined up. His time he he had very minimal time to work with, but hey man, we're we're relaxed and you know very laid back. And I'm glad he he got to come on and you know explain his platform and really get people going on it. And I'm glad you're on it to test it. And the fact that you're basically testing it in beta is actually kind of cool because now you can grow with the platform too. I need to get on it as well. Yeah, you should get on it. I'm up on the leaderboards. I'm I'm trailing behind freaking F1 Fantasy Hub, our other boy. But, uh, <laughs> hey, we're we're up there on the leaderboards. You see me on there, Chickson. So, yeah, I mean, this was episode uh, 37. Definitely a uh, a different style of episode for us, but uh, happy happy to do it. I'm hoping you guys appreciated and uh definitely check out uh formula markets uh twitter his his website uh sign up for the platform it's free check us out on twitter instagram youtube uh freaking every streaming platform known to mankind and maybe yeah, some on literally <laughs> literally we got some fucking stock on mars dude but also i want to give I, I do want to give like a little sneak peek of you know keep your eyes out on the next episode we you know our, my boy's coming back in town. The dude will be in Houston. We're going to be in the same spot. So you know what that means. You, yeah, you know what that means back coming in up. Town. The boys are back in town. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah guys, uh, episode 37 in the books. We will be back racing here probably in a week and a half. And uh, yeah, man, Chris, it's been a pleasure. Uh, shout out Formula Market. Please click the link in his bio. Visit his site. And yeah, we hope you all have a good rest of the day, and we'll catch you all on the next one. Later, guys. Later.